welcome back to All Good Points. It's your host, as always, Ricky Gray Jr., and this week I'm going to be moving on to the AFC North and the AFC South, two divisions that are currently up for grabs in the AFC. Can the Browns take the number one spot in the AFC North? Who takes the AFC South, Mariota and the Titans, or Andrew Luck and the Colts? All that and more on this week's episode of All Good Points. Remember to rate and review, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at All Good Points Podcast, and on YouTube at Ricky Gray Jr. Now let's start the show. Okay guys, so welcome back to this week's episode. Um, so... This time, we're going to be talking about the AFC North, and when I say we, it's because I brought my brother in the studio with me to talk about the AFC North and the AFC South. Brother, introduce yourself. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jesse. So that's my brother, Jesse, guys. Uh, he's going to help me through it because, you know, he knows the AFC South since his favorite team is in the AFC South. But what we're going to start with is the AFC North. Now, the Steelers are the front runners for the AFC North champions, but for me, I think the Browns are hot on the trail. First, we're going to talk about the Ravens, though. Now, the Ravens are coming off of a 10-6 season last year, winning the AFC North, uh, but they moved on from Joe Flacco into the Lamar Jackson era, who won six of their last seven games last year. Now, as far as Lamar Jackson goes, Jay, what do you think? Extremely overrated. Extremely overrated. And I mean, that's that's kind of the hot take from both of us, is that Lamar Jackson is just an overrated quarterback. He's a, he's a run-first quarterback um, in the NFL, which is not a run-first league. You know, if if, there, if it was a different, I guess if it was like XFL, it would probably work. Um, but that, that style of play just doesn't really work uh, anymore. Now, long-term wise, what do you think? And like, uh, what do you think? An injury and then that's the last we ever hear of Lamar Jackson? No, I think honestly utter failure is what will happen. And, w- and within the next two years, he'll, he'll start dwindling down and trending down. They'll have to find another quarterback. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of the it's the the carousel of quarterbacks that ends up happening where it's oh well this guy didn't work we can't develop him because I mean to be honest he was coached for as long as he was in Louisville to drop back look for a lane and go get a first down and when you can move the sticks like that yeah it works fine but when you get into the league with the big dogs and every defensive minded coach out there knows what you're doing yep. and you're in the AFC North which is a defense like strong community cuz you got the Steelers the Browns and the Bengals and the Bengals it's just it's not necessarily a strong defense but it's a fucking it's nasty, nasty one defense. you know yeah, yeah. uh and you've got this guy kind of running around it doesn't really work Agreed. uh if they if they took the time to develop him as a as a quarterback to where he could maybe read defenses a little bit easier It'd be one thing, but he kind of seems along the the RG three line of running quarterback. He's Deshaun Watson is a is a running quarterback, but he's a much better quarterback. A different system, it's right? Like Clemson teaches you to read defense, right? Louisville taught him to run, like that's exactly. Game. So you you've got different minds there. So even though you have a running back or a running quarterback in Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson is just a completely different level of you know backwards. Um, one one addition that I'll I'll give them the pro on is uh bringing Mark Ingram in. I do like the Mark Ingram bring. Uh, he's a good strong running back. Gus Edwards actually looks pretty good too. So I'm kind of wondering if they're gonna do a dual running back set, which is kind of the common thing in the league this year. Are pretty much like the last four years has been the two two headed uh running back machines, which is which is good. Um, we're gonna have to talk about the rookie addition, Hollywood Brown. Thoughts? Just, just too small. Too small. Uh, too small could could have potential as a speedster um there's plenty of guys in the league that are speedsters ryan switzer uh he was he's a real fast guy 
Deshaun Jackson, but when Deshaun Jackson isn't a primary receiver, he's good. I haven't really took too much of a look at Hollywood's route running, so I... Is, 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 it's he's no cd lamb but it's decent okay so it's yeah. it's decent enough it's good enough um so th- there's kind of like pros and cons of of the ravens i think going into this year i don't think that this is a year that they win the afc north at all because i think there's way too much competition in it um at best i have them going seven and nine Agreed. Third, which third is in the division. I'll give them that. third in the division um because we all know who's going to be fourth in the division which is the team we're going to talk about right now the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, the Bengals have lackluster season after lackluster season, so I don't think this year is going to be much different. Uh, last year they went 6-10. and 10. They started this year by losing A.J. Green for multiple games, yep. which A.J. needs to get the hell out of there at this point. Agreed. I mean, there, why are you still there? Yep. There's There should be no loyalty to this team. They haven't got you <laughs> anything. Great receiver stuck on a terrible team. Great wide receiver <laughs> stuck on a crap-ass team. Like, there's no, there's no reason. And it... Andy Dalton is one of those people where it's like, you just haven't figured it out. Yeah. And years of years of playing. Yeah. And he had his chances to get out of there, too, because he's not a horrible quarterback. No. But he had his chances to get out of there under the, the Marvin Lewis era. Exactly. And exactly. it doesn't make any sense that this team, I mean, at, at a certain point, somebody should buy this team and relocate it. Because there's no reason that this team should, should continue to play football. They look bad. Vontae's perfect is gone. Yeah. And that was like their only shining spot on defense, and he's <laughs> an asshole. Like, <laughs> you know, you got a you got a natural mm-hmm. asshole, and he's the shining spot of the defense. Um, so he's gone, uh, which is a, which is kind of like another little bit of an issue. But at the same time, um, there's pros and cons. Pros being, hopefully, AJ will realize that he can end his career somewhere else, where maybe he can have a little bit of a chance to do something special. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy, I think he's going to – I honestly would see Andy retiring in like two years, two or three years. He can't keep taking this kind of punishment, man. The Bengals will have – with I want to say the first two picks in the draft coming up, and Trevor Lawrence is going to go play for the Cincinnati Bengals. That's what's going to happen. And then it's the cycle all over again. Exactly. You know, welcome to the carousel where you have to play for this team. No line, you know, no – oh, and there's another thing. They picked up – Fuck, I can't remember if it was... Uh, oh, Billy Price. They picked yeah, up Billy Price. Yeah. Hurt. Yeah. It's crazy. Who's what the fuck? Who, who is letting Billy <laughs> Price out there? Camps. Stop <laughs> it. Um, so, yeah. There's there's no real hope for the Bengals. I've got them going 5-11 and 11 this year. They could probably end up at something like 4-12 and 12 or something like that. But being fourth in the, in the division, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, so, what we're going to talk about now is, uh, is my Cleveland Browns. Even though I'm not a Cleveland Browns fan for... for all intents and purposes, I am a Cleveland a Browns fan this episode. Um, the Browns finished their last season uh, at 7-8-1. and one. They look to build on that this year with Baker Mayfield, a.k.a. Cleveland's hero. Coming back for year two, Nick Chubb is back happy and healthy. David Njoku is making outstanding catches in, ca- in camp. And on top of that, they've added Odell Beckham to go opposite of Jarvis Landry. You pair that offense with a stellar defensive line with an impressive secondary and you've got a recipe for some wins. So, what do you like about the Browns? Positives for the Browns. Positives for the Browns. Yeah. Tons of talent. Tons Extremely of talent. talented team on all sides of the ball. I just feel like they lack in one specific area. What's the one specific area? Coaching. 
I feel like the second. Fair. I feel like the second lose week one. The second the Browns lose week one to the Titans, they'll start to instantly trend down. Now is that why the is that where the bias is coming? No, in? because they play us once a year. They play us in the first game of the year. But the Browns have so much talent that you have so many attitudes on that team that nothing good can come from it. Sure. Um, I think what I'll say as far as as far as pros go, um, Nick Chubb is probably the best running back in that division i agree probably the best running back in that division 100 i agree um so a question as far as week one will go because i know tennessee's corners mm-hmm. who's covering jarvis landry and who's covering odell beckham because someone's getting toasted logan ryan will cover jarvis landry and adoree jackson will cover odell beckham and you think adoree jackson's legs and feet can keep up with odell beckham i don't think they'll get the ball off I'm you not. think that no, you think that your defensive he may, line... He may have a touchdown, or he may throw for... I, I want to say Baker will throw for maybe a touchdown or two. Okay. But by all, and with all intents and purposes, they, they won't be much of anything because their their timing will be off, the line will be garbage, the coaching will... It'll start to instantly unravel for me. So, so you think even with the leaps and bounds that the Browns have... That got through last last season, and to be fair, their season... Or their schedule last season was pretty light. They had a pretty light schedule, minute, yeah. um, so they didn't have they didn't have a very tough schedule. But I would say that the confidence that that team is going to play with is going to weigh into a lot of scenarios. Um, the the one thing about Baker Mayfield is he's got some pretty big fucking nuts on him. Like that dude's not afraid to play quarterback. He's not afraid to take hits. He hasn't took the hit that makes him scared to get hit. You know, it's kind of like. I'm not doing this comparison this early in his career, but it's kind of like how Aaron was not afraid of anything up until he started getting hit really hard. Yeah. And he had to deal with those injuries. Yeah. So he has that same kind of fearlessness of being like, I'm not worried about getting hit. So he makes smarter decisions. Agreed. David Njoku is a crazy good tight end. Agreed. Great tight end, right? Talents up the yin-yang there. They have so much. Um, so I, I do see a lot of like positives for them. Uh, Greedy Williams. They drafted the corner De- that I wanted. De- defensive side. Of the yeah, Denzel defensive Ward. side. Of, yeah, Miles yeah, Garrett. Miles Garrett. Um, Olivier Vernon. Yep. Um, they just got uh, Sheldon Richardson. Yep. Um, so they have. They've got a lot of talent. I think that defense is great. Um, but to be fair, I do think that they're going to have to text, test their own moxie with the first game of the year. They're going to have to test it. You know, they're going to have to see. What they're uh, what they're really capable of. So prediction wise, um, what do you think that they could end up? Second in the division, at eight and eight. Second in the division at eight and eight. Okay, I have them at nine and seven, so that's that's pretty damn close. Uh, let's move on to a turmoil esque team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Steelers missed the playoffs last year after fin- finishing nine six and one. This season they're going to be missing two key players. Le'Veon has headed to New York. And A.B. can't decide whether or not he wants to play for the Raiders. Um, so they've moved on from those guys. But what do you think is next for the Steelers? Juju. Juju Smith-Schuster would be a big deal. Okay. Um, yeah, I do think that Juju is is probably the promising point. I agree. Um, I don't think that James Conner is a proven running back. Agreed also. Uh, they, it's, it's the, yeah, he played good while Le'Veon was gone, mm-hmm. right? But is he the same running back caliber as Le'Veon Bell? No, absolutely not. No, it's not. That's not a conversation. You know, so and and I hate to say it, but Ben is getting old and tired. Like his passes are getting he, sloppy. I agree. He is. Too. You know, so I don't really see. 
I don't see a whole lot of promise it's from a, them. It's the system. So you think the system's good enough the system will, to will, keep them? Okay. Keep them on top of that division. That's fair. Um, they do. What I will say is that they had a pretty. So, they have a pretty solid O line. Their mm-hmm. offensive line is pretty yeah. solid. Um, defense still looks pretty good. Still looks the same for the yeah. most part. T.J. Watt, Cam Hayward, uh, Stephon Tuitt. Pretty solid. The defense will always be good. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the whole steel curtain mm-hmm. style thing. So. Schedule-wise, I think they have a pretty tough schedule. Agreed, they do. Them playing the Browns twice, how many wins do you think? They split. It goes one and one. You think it goes one and one? Pittsburgh okay. wins in Pittsburgh, and Cleveland wins in Cleveland. Cleveland wins in Cleveland. Okay. Um, them versus the Bengals, do you think the Bengals take one from they them? They destroy the Bengals. Twice? Okay. And them versus Ravens? They split one and one. They split one and one. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so, let's just paint a bigger picture then. After they win the division, because that pretty much guarantees a playoff spot yeah what do you think they do in the playoffs they're done first round they're first out. round out they don't have what it takes to, to move on past that and it's sad to say because of who Mike Tom, Tomlin is and all that they just don't have the talent to move on right um so the Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell hits you think were significant enough to cripple them for the next couple unless of years unless James Conner comes out this year and becomes a monster that no one knew he was and then right. it, you know Le'Veon being gone doesn't mean anything right uh, I think the I do think that the hole left by Antonio though is kind of daunting. Agreed. Uh, because defense is schemed for him, it's, which allowed Juju to be open. I right. Agree. Now Juju will be double double covered, but he faced the same thing at USC, and I mean, I honestly feel like he faced a lot of that most last year because Antonio Brown was taking sure. himself out of the game. Sure. So I I Juju can play he can play football. Yeah, I, I think he's a he's a really good football player. I think he's a good wide receiver for the most part. Um, I don't know if the uh, gravitas, I will say, is as daunting as it was for Antonio Brown, um, okay. because I would say like an A plus corner has to cover Antonio Brown, but I wouldn't say an A plus corner has to cover Juju. I would be fine with certain corners covering Juju and you, being like, "Yeah, that's okay." You'd be fine with Greedy Williams covering him as well. Oh fuck yeah, fuck yeah, Greedy Williams, fuck yeah, hell yeah, right, buddy, any day know. of the week. Any day of the week. Juju's a good wide receiver, don't get me wrong, but Greedy Williams is a great corner. He hasn't even, it's, he hasn't even stepped on the field as like a full time, and I get that part of it because it's kind of jumping the gun early from college ball, but the coat, like the, as long as they can coach that kid the right way, and considering the fact that they've got Denzel Ward and TJ Carey there too, to help him through that. Yeah, I think Greedy Williams I, is going to be a good enough corner to cover pretty much anybody. I feel like star corners come out of the, come out of college all the time, and until until you're tested by an actual NFL wide receiver on a, a, a route by route basis continually, then I can't say anything about you. Because Eli Apple came out of Ohio State, and he was supposed to be the greatest thing anyone's ever seen. Yes, but he came out of Ohio State. So did Denzel Ward. Denzel, Denzel Ward's, Ward's a pretty solid. He is. Corner. But I mean, so is Marshawn Lattimore, a pretty solid corner. But Eli pretty Apple nice was supposed to be better than both of them, and was absolute garbage. Well, then I mean. We haven't, you know what? We haven't got to we haven't got to the AFC South yet, but we're gonna get to the AFC South and we're gonna talk about some corners that were were coming out of college and everybody made a big deal out of them. Um, but I gotta roll these announcements, guys. Give me one second. I'll be right back. Hey guys, just a quick couple of announcements before we get back to the show. I just wanted to let you guys know that I am on Twitter. You can follow me at Ricky Gray Jr. I'm also on YouTube. I have my own YouTube channel. Uh, it's Ricky Gray Jr. If you type it in, you'll follow it. You can subscribe to me there. 
I've got two videos up so far. Um, there's going to be a ton more added later. I'm going to be doing a travel video for when I go to Minnesota for the season opener. So if you guys want to check those things out, just type in Ricky Gray Jr. to YouTube or Twitter, and you can keep up with all the updates. All right, let's get back to the show. All right, and we are back. Moving on to the AFC South. So this is going to be pretty fun because it's a division full of talent, but doesn't really have a clear leader. Houston looked pretty solid last year, went in the division with an eight and, or eleven and five record. Um, Indy trailed with a ten and six. Tennessee finished at nine and seven, and Jacksonville had a five and eleven record. So we're going to start with Jacksonville. Um, Jacksonville added Nick Fo- Nick Foles to the mix and threw Blake Bortles out to sea. Leonard Fournette is looking pretty healthy. D.D. Westbrook and Marquise Lee at wide receiver. On defense, they're still a pretty solid team for the most part. So how much do you think Nick Foles changes the Jaguars' culture? None at all. Not not at all. I feel like he's Blake Boyles on steroids and nothing will ever happen. Yeah, it's like, okay, he was a good quarterback in the Philly system. Exactly. But that does system. not mean he's going to be a good quarterback in your system. Who plays on the Jaguars' O-line? That's a great exactly, question. You know? Yeah, you know, like that. that's... And it wasn't Blake's fault, really. No. It wasn't his fault that it was going so awful. It was the fault of the front office for not yep. building an offensive line for your yep. quarterback. So that's kind of like, it, it kind of like reverts back to some of the things that we say constantly when it comes to offensive line. You wouldn't, it doesn't matter what team you have. It doesn't matter what players you have. If you don't have an offensive line, you don't have a team. Agreed. You know, that's kind of like the end of the story. You can have skill position all up the ass, but if you don't have an offensive line, those skill position players can't do shit, Agreed. you know? So, they kind of go into this year, I think, looking the same. Agreed. Not good. You know, they, they finished 5-11 and 11 last year. I don't think they finished much better than 5-11 and 11 this year. No, I just think this is Jalen Ramsey's last year as a Jacksonville Jaguar. I'll say that. Okay, so, yeah, so getting into corners. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, another great corner, but... Um, A.J. Bouye. Another great AJ, I love A.J. Bouye. Yeah, I love him more than Jalen Ramsey. Um, but Jalen, I don't think they can afford Jalen. At okay. this this next step after this he year, he wants out of there anyways. But I agree, right? So him getting out of there is going to be beneficial for him. Um, the ideas of where he shows up or where he heads to is really probably just going to be based on money, anyways. Who's going to pay he him the most? Just recently said that he had two teams he wanted to play for, and that was either the Titans or to play for the Las Vegas Raiders. So it was that'd be interesting. He just recently said that. That'd be interesting. So Jalen Jalen leaves. Then the Jaguars, I feel like, get tossed back into the turmoil of trying to build a team because they built a team with a pretty solid defense. They're still that's what they had. Yeah, you know, Fournette's great, but by week six he'll have a hamstring injury and not play. Sure, you know what I mean. And sure. they don't have anyone to really back him up. So no, like the the without Fournette, and then you think about like if if Foles goes down, then what ends up happening yeah, there? That's a two down. that's a two win season. Oh, you know, Blake Boyles isn't like there to back him up. Right, exactly. <laughs> if Blake's not there to finish the job. Yeah. Um, so I said, five and eleven probably all over again, or six and ten at best. Um, so now it's time to cover uh, cover the Titans. Um, Titans finished at nine and seven. They plan to uh, lean pretty heavy on Derrick Henry this year. Uh, Corey Davis has looked pretty good in camp. They added Adam Humphreys, solid receiving core. But the wild card still to this day is Marcus Mariota. He finished 11 touchdowns and 8 interceptions last year, and he's heading into his fifth year. So, I've, I've got to ask you a question, unbiased. Okay, go ahead. What is Mariota's upside versus Tannehill? Mariota wants to win. Mariota can win games. He's, he's that game-breaker for them. 
Okay. Like he has the ability to take off, to step on the block, to... Mobility. He has... No, because Tannehill has mobility. It's that he's not... Mariota has that... For some reason, it's... They call it... They call him the silent assassin in Tennessee, but he has that ability to just make a nasty play and whatever, do whatever it takes to make it. Sure. Um, the interceptions, though, versus okay. the touchdown he's had, ratio. He's, he's not had a great a great career so far. I'll say that. His second season was the best one. He threw for 26 touchdowns. Yeah. Tannehill's a great quarterback. Yeah. But Tannehill will not start over Marcus Mariota. I don't think he'll start over Marcus Mariota unless Marcus pulls some shit where he gets hurt again. If he's hurt, then yeah, absolutely. Then you have to play Tannehill. Well, I mean in the sense of Tannehill's going to come in there and that's going to be Tannehill's job from that point. Tannehill can take the job. Yeah. I, I'll agree with He that. needs the, the opportunity to get in there without Mariota... Being, having an having an influence that on organization it. loves marcus mariota sure marcus mariota he can do it it's just something in him he's always hurt is the issue if he's not hurt if marcus mariota is not hurt then tennessee wins two playoff games i'm not even kidding i think him being hurt is a is a part of it and i've said i've said that before as far as mariota goes i still think to this day he's not able to read defenses and he's going into his fifth year he's had five offensive so his offense always changes. His offense changes. Yeah, and it's hard for him to read when he has to adjust the offense based on quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is going through the same thing with Matt LaFleur right now because he was just in that offense, and Aaron Rodgers doesn't like it. It's still, it's just he's always changing. From Ken Wisenhunt, who runs Phillip Rivers' offense, right, to Matt LaFleur, to now Arthur Smith, who tried to keep the offense somewhat the same because Marcus knows that one. Right. That's a fair enough point. Um, I think the only difference there is that even with multiple different offensive coordinators aaron Rodgers still knows how to read a defense it's aaron Rodgers. that's really... he's he's still aaron Rodgers. i agree um and i think if if you know Mariota was this prince that was promised for tennessee he would have showed some sort of sense of sensibility we, at we this have point. to hope he's another issue though he's another issue of a quarterback who came from a college system mm-hmm. that completely dominated all other college systems and never actually learned how to play the position yeah you know what i mean um but I also think that at a certain point, if you're a if you're a Tennessee front office, that regardless of you know personality and how you feel about the person, if you have a, if you have a quarterback like Ryan Tannehill who made Miami look good, and Miami had a shit offensive line compared to Tennessee, I agree. And they did not have a running back like Derrick Henry, I agree. And they did not have receivers like Corey Davis, uh, Tywan Taylor, who's killing it in camp right now. Uh, the new kid, what's the new kid's name? AJ Brown. AJ Brown, Adam Humphreys. Delaney Walker, he did not have any of those weapons. Teams loaded with weapons. His his preseason game, he went twelve for sixteen, one hundred and thirty yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, it's, this has been the deal. Marcus played one drive, and they took him out. That's but they fair. wanted him. They wanted him to feed the ball to Adam Humphreys to see how that chemistry worked. Fair enough. So I mean, I'm just saying that from a front office standpoint, you have to look and be like, okay. We've got somebody in the wing that knows how to play quarterback. You ready for my prediction? Yeah, let's hear it. My prediction is Marcus Mariota throws for 32 touchdowns this year. I don't think Marcus Mariota will throw for 32 touchdowns. 32 touchdowns. I said 22. I don't even even believe 22. He'll throw for three touchdowns against the Browns. First week. Even if he throws for three touchdowns against the Browns, that's not really saying, like, well, no. I don't think he'll do that. Against that dominant defense. I don't think he'll do that. I really don't. Um... I think that's actually going to turn out to be like a 14-10 kind of game. You, wa- you were there with me when he played the Patriots, and you watched I did see that. I 100% saw that. He can do it. But it was... He just can't get hurt. He played all last year with that freaking nerve injury in his elbow. 
that's fair, you know. And Kirk's played for years without an offensive line. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers is still one of the best quarterbacks, even though he can't win a playoff I mean, game. if we're like, going to compare him to Kirk, I'll say, how many playoff games did Kirk win? None. Right. How many playoffs do I expect Kirk to win? How many, None. How many, <laughs> how many playoffs has Marcus Mariota won? He's uh, won a game in the playoffs. Two? He's won a game in the playoffs. A game? Yeah, when he beat the Chiefs. Okay. So, I mean... He has, I, mean, I don't want to say he has playoff experience off of playing two games in the playoffs because he lost the second one. But I mean, there's there's a certain thing there as far as Mariota goes where I think it's that's too big of a variable for for Tennessee to take with the weapons that they have uh, I, and the offensive line that they have. I do agree. Right? So he has to prove himself yeah. at some point. You know, at some point they have to make that decision. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I do like is that they're leaning on Derrick Henry. Agreed. If I watched one more Tennessee season of them not leaning on that monster to carry the team, then, like, that's what I feel makes Mariota better as a quarterback, is let the fucking 780-pound workhorse that runs a 4-4 behind you, let him carry the load, and let Marcus make more intelligent passes and learn how to read defense. Because if you can lean on the run game, you can open that shit wide up to where it's a 10 times better offense, and it's more dynamic that Which way. Which is why in the second half of the season, you saw the Titans instantly get better. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so, record-wise, what's the prediction record-wise for them? 12-4. and 12-4. and four. We lose one game to the Texans. Okay. We lose one game to the Colts. Okay. And then we just, the rest gets... Scattered games. Yeah. Silliness. Random. And right. we don't lose by more than, like, three points. Okay. Um, winning the AFC South, I would assume. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> okay. Um, then that sends them to the playoffs. What happens in the playoffs? If Marcus is healthy, we win two playoff games. You're saying the Titans play in the, in the AFC Championship game. If Marcus stays healthy, they play in the AFC Championship game. Fair enough. Um, I've got them going 9-7 uh, and seven again this year. Um, years and 9-7. and seven. Yeah. I've, I've got, I've got them at... Nine and seven again. Still a winning um, record. <laughs> still a winning record. Um, I would. I would probably bump them. I would make the argument to bump them to ten and six. Um, but that just depends on on certain things that happen throughout the year. Uh, so what we're going to do now is is head to Houston. Um, Houston took the division last year, finishing eleven and five, but they got their asses kicked by the Colts in the playoffs last year. So can Deshaun Watson and Co. push deeper into the playoffs this year? No, I don't think the the Texans go to the playoffs at all this year. Well, you did just say that you know Tennessee was going to go twelve and four, so yeah, Houston wouldn't be able. Maybe to I mean maybe as a wild card, but I don't see them going. That so far. then, do you see the Colts at number two? Or no, now because of the Andrew Luck. Uh, no, because the Andrew Luck thing. I definitely see Deshaun. The Texans will be number two. That's why I said possible wild card, but right. I don't see them going to the playoffs other than that. So, I I would say the decision comes for. Um, Houston, as far as what their real missing piece is, offensive line again. It it all rotates back to that. If it, if Deshaun Watson wasn't such a warrior as yeah. a player, when he off your quarterback has a punctured lung is traveling on a bus to go play against someone, he is a warrior. But if it, at some point that's going to take a toll on him, well, it turns into David Carr all over again. Exactly. Houston is notorious for beating up quarterbacks. They, Case Keenum left. Exactly. You know there it's. You had quarterbacks that were good quarterbacks, and I feel so bad for Case Keenum. This is circling around to Case Keenum, but I feel so bad for him because they kicked him out of Denver, and it's you got your you got your ass hit constantly in Denver, 
and then you go to the Redskins, and you're getting your ass hit constantly in Washington. So how fucked up is that situation as a quarterback? You should have just not paid Kirk Cousins and left him in Minnesota. Oh, hell yeah. You would have been back in the championship. Yeah, because all of that money would have been able to go to exactly. offensive line. Exactly. Yeah. Case Keenum is not a bad quarterback. No, he's not. Um, but that's Minnesota. You know, I'm not in their front office. Uh, oh, I should be. Um, <laughs> so uh, uh, finishing off with the Colts. Um, Colts were a really strong team last year, but it looks like Andrew is injured again. They have a more tough schedule, I would say, this year than they did last year. But I think my number one problem with the Colts is that their success revolves around Andrew Luck's health. I agree. Right? That is... And, yeah, it's imperative that if your quarterback's healthy, you do good as a team. That's yeah. true. But at the same time, like, it's they lean on him way too much That's to like, not give him any kind of protection. With him, they're 3-13. and 13. Without him, they're 3 and, or 13 and 3 with him. And yeah. without him, they're 3-13. and 13. So that's, there's too much of a swing. There's too much of a swing like there for any kind of positivity, you know? Like, you have this kind of fucked up situation where this dude comes back, looks stellar as a quarterback. He's, like, blowing fantasy numbers out of the water. Yeah. Everybody's getting gung-ho to draft him this year. Oh, shit, he's injured. And it's like... All right. And then your then your idea in the draft is you have T. Y. Hilton already, and you decide that you want to go get another small, fast receiver in Paris yeah. Campbell. Yeah. To compliment, like what what we need a big receiver. Right Colin there. and I were talking about that a couple days ago, and he was telling me how many weapons they have, and I was like, "How many weapons over six two do you have?" The answer is none. Zero. Like dude. nobody. Yeah. yeah I oh agree. well, we have Eric Ebron. Okay, so unless and then fuck both of those guys because you don't need them. Eric Ebron, he's good by all means. But you're not you're not that he's not that you good. can't have one tight end holding the whole team up. Like I, that's that's not how that works. He didn't play against us in a game last year and they got beat. And I just that's my Exactly. You know, and their linchpin now on defense is just Darius Leonard. That's the only high point that they and have. He had on a defense. ton of tackles because no one else could tackle. There's, <laughs> there's the funny thing. Yeah. Oh well look how many tackles he had. Don't you see that as a bad thing that he had to tackle everybody? It's not like he was causing that much of a ruckus behind the line of scrimmage. Agreed. You know what I mean? If you're tacking, if you're tackling people three or four yards after the line of scrimmage, it's not really that great of a tackle. You just yeah, stop them I from agree. busting a big run. That's I agree. it. I agree. So, Colts wise, their success relies way too heavily on Andrew Luck. Um, right now, I mean, I I kind of like did an even spread on the AFC South, and I think it's going to be another kind of like. A turmoil carousel of who wins it no one goes over 10 wins if anybody goes over wins i'll say it's or over 10 wins i'll say it's tennessee yeah. but that's the only team i would give that the colts yeah. i have going at eight and eight I, that's what i say i agree dude eight and eight i mean that, and that's eight and eight Luck. at best that's if andrew love plays yeah because of how tough their schedule is yeah. so you know they there's a lot of tough things there that they got to go through um but i still think that the afc south is a is a carousel this year um and i think it's the I do think that the decision in Tennessee decides if they take it. Agreed. Like, if if they're the ones that they make the decision on whether, or if Mariota, you know, just turns the Jets up and he finally gets it, then it's like they can run away with that division because there's not a whole lot of competition there. Agreed. You know, Houston Agreed. is the biggest competition. They are. Honestly, Andrew doesn't have more than three or four years left in him. I agree. He's going to get, it's just, he's going to get injured to the point to where it's like, I have to retire mm -hmm. because I'm getting fucked up getting constantly, you know? And I mean, honestly, Deshaun Watson's probably going to be the same age. Deshaun Watson probably doesn't have very long before those injuries start to weigh yeah, heavily exactly. on him either. Exactly. Um, so that is it for this week, guys. You guys can tune in next week where I'm going to be tackling the NFC North and the NFC South. 
You can catch me on YouTube at Ricky Gray Jr. Follow me on Twitter, and I will see you guys next week. Thank you, Jay, for joining us this time, and I will see you guys all over again next week for another episode.